What's up, world? This is We Need a Fifth. This your man, Mo. Got my man, P, in the building. Uh, Got my man, Hill, on the line. Yo, what's up, yo? Hey, fellas. Um, yeah, no, I'm not checking it, so I got to come to you guys what's happening i heard nfl week one kind of crazy or was it just chalk like were the teams that were supposed to win one or am i bugging what's going on phil talk to me i know i know you still watching it, the league now you, yeah, you nah, as lame as this going to sound i don't eat pork but i love me some pigskin <laughs> i'm lie to you but um Let's kick it off with the Thursday night game. Uh, Mr. Football himself, the GOAT. I mean, Tom Brady. Oh. I saw you flinch. I saw you flinching. You don't think so? Oh, I, I, I thought the GOAT was um, Patrick Mahomes. I thought Patrick Mahomes was already crowned like two or three years ago. It's the GOAT now. Yeah, no, you said you didn't know <laughs> football. <laughs> Follow up by saying something like that. Fully so, totally finish and say that Tom Brady had faced um, the Dallas Cowboys in, in Dallas Stadium, and it was a total disaster. I'll go from a, a Dallas standpoint first since they were home. Dak Prescott, as everyone knows, he ended up, ended up injuring his hand, but prior to that, Dak played horrible. Um, the only shining light on Dallas was uh, Michael Parsons, which we talked about a few shows way back when when he was in college, how great he would be. And he was terrific. I mean, nose down, he was rushing Tom. I think he sacked Tom twice. Um, they end up having to chip him, which he'll have to get used to as he gets more games under his belt. But there was nothing. I mean, C.D. Lamb has to step up. He was targeted 14 times. I think he caught two balls. His hands just need help. Um, no makeup for Amari Cooper leaving. And Dallas just looks like any other Dallas fan would tell you that their season probably is over now because Dak will be back probably within eight weeks. Um, so good luck with Cooper Rush. Um, from a um, Tampa Bay standpoint, Tom was it was pedestrian Tom. A um, couple steps up in the pocket, he felt a little uncomfortable because of Michael Parsons, but the defense and Leonard Fournette. I mean, Fournette rushed for I think it was 14 times for over 140 some odd yards. I haven't seen Leonard Fournette like that. So I think the so. only info people <coughs> want to know from, from this game is did, did Giselle show up to the game? Was she there? Uh, Giselle sent out a tweet prior to the game saying that she was happy that her husband was back and um, go TB12. Okay, okay, okay. Still, still a happy family so far. Absolutely. That's what he does. Um, the defense uh, end up sacking um, that <coughs> excuse me, quite a few times. And that was that. 19-3 uh, to three at home. Jerry Jones is sent to lament. Um, they're looking now how to get him recover. And <coughs> excuse me, Dallas is going to be Dallas. <coughs> excuse no, no. me. You're talking to me a whole bunch about Dallas and Tampa Bay, but I know one of your favorite teams played last week. What happened to them? Are you talking I about saw the ESPN? I saw, I saw the ESPN highlights or lack thereof from a certain football team. 
Um, can we talk about Mr. Lance? Yeah, Trey Lance went to go visit uh, Mr. Fields over there in Socha, Socha Field, and the conditions were horrible. Turf was disgusting. He played in torrential downpour, and he threw a late interception. The growing pains that, you know, comes with it. But I think he'll be fine. What I mean, you hear whispers now, would they ever go back to Garoppolo? No way. It'll be a disaster if they go back to him. And for me, I wouldn't think about it. I would tell you, I would have traded Garoppolo last year when they thought he was doing really, really good. So, yeah, it's just Trey Lance's team, and they stick with him. And it's just, it was just that. It was, it was a growing pain. So, he'll be fine. Anything else? Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's the only one at this point is 2 0. So, it's not the Tyreek Hill factor. I mean, he's thrown to multiple receivers Watson, of course, Kelsey, uh, Vander Scanlon. He's just spreading it around. Um, five touchdowns his first game. And then uh, Thursday night uh, to follow it up versus a hefty Chargers team. Um, he rallied them back to win that game at home. So he's in he's in local local uh, teams uh, to get it out the way. Uh, the Giants pulled one out. Saquon Barkley looked wonderful. Uh, 15 for about 164. Um and well, the, the, Danny Dimes look. Uh, or is that his name Dimes, anymore? And Dimes has sacked a few times. Uh, Ryan Dabble, his offense started clicking late, but Dimes is going to be Dimes. He's a below average quarterback, and Saquon is that team. So just a healthy Saquon was something good for me, being a local guy watching teams. I'm neither a fan of the Jets or the Giants, but the Giants' defense looked a little bit better. Than last year, um, so it should be fun to have a test. They have the Browns here at home for their first home game. Um, I know the Jets; they were home first Baltimore, and Lamar Jackson was gambled on himself, sliced up. Excuse me, lack of a better term, the Jets. They looked terrible. Flacco looked old. Offensive line looked bad, and the running game is going to be running for their lives because Flacco cannot survive back then in the pocket. So. It'll be wait until Zach Wilson gets on board and hopefully healthy at the Jets. Um, hopefully we'll recover from the season, but I don't have the Jets going anything more than five and 12. So we sprinkle out five wins if they can get them, then that's the local scene. And for the Giants, I think they'll go somewhere in the rounds of seven and 10. Any games you guys are looking at this week, weekend? Um, nine and Seahawks. Of course, um, how does he recover? Uh, that's, that's one standout game for me. Um, at this point, I just do. I'm in um, the fantasy football league. <laughs> um, Cup Cup was amazing. It really worked out for me, but it was canceled out and then some. As my starting quarterback was Dak Prescott. Ooh. Enough said. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> Enough said. Yeah, yeah. And he was screaming MVP type season this year for him. Wow, wow. Injuries happen. It's part of the game. Okay. <laughs> we gonna move on from that. We we gonna act like we didn't even hear that. Um, I try. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, in tennis news, um, Roger Federer. Just announced his uh, retirement. I think he's going to play one more tournament 
locally uh, in Europe. Um, but after that, he's gonna um, retire. Right. All of his career. Um, any thoughts on Roger Federer, who retires with the third most um, Grand Slams or, or, or major champ- tournament championships with 20? Um, I believe Nadal and Joker are ahead of him. Of course, Serena Williams are, is ahead of all three of them. Um, but he kind of set a, a different standard for tennis, right? Am I, am I wrong in saying that? Um, he'll go down as one of the greats? Yeah, okay. he was okay. joy. Yeah, without question, one of the greats that would do it. I don't. Yeah, I don't think anyone. I mean, I'm not. I don't pretend to be. The, you know, this this connoisseur of of, of uh, male tennis, but even I know. Yeah, he's definitely one of the greats that would do it. I mean, the dog. Like I said, the dog dominated the clay scene. Any other tennis, I mean, court that you were on outside of, like I said, outside of clay, it was federal. Right. Um, that, that's all I know. I mean. It's safe to say he has a good chance him and Serena of being Hall of Famous. <laughs> no, he dominated though, big time. He was, I mean, all he saw was Federer. Yep, absolutely. So hats off, wonderful career. And um, I mean, he's. I mean, for me, he replaced who the 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 um, boards. The Macaroons of the Lindos. Okay. Wow. Mm. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was that great. He really was. And that dominance as well. So hats off to a great career. Hey guys, um, if you're listening, hit us up on social media. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, YouTube, um, and wherever you catch your podcast. Um, also, you can email us directly at we need a fifth at gmail.com. Um, fellas, entertainment news. And it's, it's sad news. And this is a sad or, yeah, it, it's talking about another definitely in hip hop. Um, PMD Rock, I believe, was just recently murdered not too long ago. Um, dinner with his family. Um, you know, uh, shot him down in front of him. Uh, in a waffle spot. Um, with this type of topic, we want to bring in um, a guest host, kind of chop it up with us, um, talk about um, violence in hip hop and how um, young rappers aren't making it to the age of 30. And it seems that as hip hop has grown older and older, the violence has become a little bit more prevalent. Or dramatic. Um, welcome to the room. Kyle, welcome, brother. How, how's everything? It's good. What's going on, fellas? Yo, there oh. we go. It's good, boys. Ah, not much, man. Can't complain. 
Good to see y'all. Good to see about um rappers, man, not making it to 30 um in hip hop. Um and it's something that's been around in hip hop since its beginning. Um Phil, you were talking about one of the first hip hop legends to be um shot was shot in 85, 87. Yeah, um, 87 Scott, at, at age 25. Yeah. Scott LaRock. Yeah, Scott LaRock. Yeah. Um, and then as we move into the 90s, we talk about Biggie and Pop. And at that time, it, it was the media had labeled it as an East Coast, West Coast thing. But I think that was more sensational headlines and, and trying to sell newspapers rather than um, reporting on the actual facts on the ground. Now, um, in this new era, with this new generation of rappers, is it... Is there an East Coast, West Coast thing going on in rap? Is there a, a, a beef, a war going on in rap? Because we're seeing so many young rappers die right, right now. <laughs> you know, in the last couple of years, I think we've had three or four prominent rappers die um, from gun violence of some form. Um, Phil, you can speak on more of this because you're a little bit more connected to the new generation of rappers than I am. I mean, just going off a few, say, I mean, Pop Smoke, King Vaughn, you know, FBG Duck. Um, the list continues. Um, what it what you contributed to? I mean, I I mean, the Chicago scene is much different. So I'll keep the Chicago rappers out of it because there's a lot of history there. But the PNB Rocks and the uh, Pop Smoke ones, I think it stands out to me as a little bit more troubling because it seems that it could have been prevented from a standpoint of <laughs> self-awareness. But once again, it's always hard for me to feel that way because regardless of what you're doing, you're never asking to become a victim. But yet we're still asking for that self-awareness from these people. And then PNB Rock with the jewelry and I guess $500,000 worth of jewelry. And and flashy and and and. All right, let, uh, then let me let me push back on that for a little bit, just to give you a counterpoint. Um, <laughs> a lot of people will say, "Hey, rappers like Pierre B. Rock are often criticized when they don't come back to the hood and show support for lo local businesses or what what have you, and spend their money in in their neighborhood." Now that he's come back, he's not safe in that hood, you know. And how do we, um, how do we deal with that 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 conundrum, you know? Of hey, we want our um, young stars, our young um, rappers, to come back to the neighborhood that that gave birth to them, that um, that nurtured their talent, and. Um, And what you gonna call it? But we want them to be aware that they can be a victim at any time in that neighborhood. I don't know. I think we lost hell. Did we lose Kyle as well? 
Nah, Hill's still here. No, it's 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 one of those things where, I, you know, of course you feel like you know you shouldn't have to have security, but reality is you do. Unfortunately, as we we're seeing time and time again, you do have that security. You do have to move differently. Um, you know, that's that's just what it is. Like you 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 know, you go to certain places, you know, you have to move in a certain way. Because, you know, the so-called have-nots, you know, you walking around, you walk around, and I'm not saying any specific um, rapper or any specific person, this could happen to anybody. But if you walk around with, uh, you know, luxurious things, whether it be a chain or even if you drive an expensive car, what have you, you know, to be frank, you know, the have-nots looking at you like you're fooled. You know, you know, you, we, we could talk all day. Oh, is that right? Or is it wrong? Of course, we think it's wrong, and it shouldn't happen. But obviously, at this point, it it continues to happen. So you have to take the the necessary steps, you know, to you know pr prevent, you know, this this thing that's that's happening, especially uh, in recent history, to um a lot of young rappers. Now, let me ask you guys this, and this just popped in my head. Um, you know the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, the major sports leagues, for their rookies, they usually have like a rookie symposium where they have the older vets kind of come in and, and talk about hey, the pitfalls of being a professional athlete, some of the things that they should be aware of, some of the things that they should get handled right away, whether it be just simple business matter as far as getting yourself a good lawyer, get, get accountant, um, being aware of the pitfalls of what can happen on the road and, you know, off the, off the field of play. Do you think record labels at this point in time, especially considering the history of hip-hop and the violence in hip-hop, have a responsibility to their artists to provide some type of symposium or, or training for them on how to deal with success or how to deal with their, their community as far as, hey, being safe, you know, safe um, regarding their own safety and also regarding how they can give back responsibly. Do, do record labels have that responsibility to, to these artists now because look, of what we're seeing? I mean, morality rise, yes. Um, Business-wise, no. Uh, rec labels are taking out insurance policies on these artists. Mm -hmm. That should tell you everything you need to know about how the record labels are looking at these artists' death. They're taking out policies. So, yeah, and I, yeah, and I, I I'm past a moral standpoint on that as well. I think from a business standpoint, you're signing these rappers for the sake of nine times out of ten, yeah, the talent, but the entire package that goes with it. Pause. You know what I mean, like. Where they're, where they're being bred is not your suburban, you know, communities where these, you know, where these great talents are coming from. So nine times out of 10, like I said, record labels are feeling like, wow, he's come from a harsh neighborhood background, survived this and that. We package it all together. That's the product that we're presenting to you. So we don't want a, a P from Westchester County you know, rapper doesn't give us that much. We need someone from a lower middle of Bronx, Brooklyn, 
gritty, grimy, that put together that nature for us to market and sell. Good doesn't sell. So like you said, with the record labels taking out insurance policies, and this is a recipe to me where it seems, I can't see why they would feel any type of morale, you know, morality to give these type of symposiums, which you were saying, Mo, to say like, you know, I'm assigning to multi-million dollars, but however, lose your image. I don't think that's gonna happen or be careful or, no, I think it's continue what you're doing. You know, just survive because I need to continue to make money off of you. Yeah, it, it, unfortunately, they're replaceable commodities. Mm -hmm. Here. <laughs> um, that, I mean, that's just business. It's, it's sad dynamic. Hold on, Kyle. You, you had something to say? I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I think from a business label, I mean, uh, from a record label perspective, you know, there are business. I think a lot of the initiatives and talking about, and especially in sports, are um, started by the players. You know, I think this is an initiative in the hip hop community that needs to be started by the artists, <clears throat> you know, to expect the record labels to, to do that. Um, you know, I think is a bit unfair. I mean, I could understand why the record, I can see why a record label would want to do that because there is an investment there on their, on their side that they would probably want to um, protect. But I think it's, <coughs> the hip-hop community i think it's up to the older generation rappers to take a more proactive stance when it comes to these types of situations you know um we we're at the point in hip-hop where we have elder rappers elder statesmen that can um build movements and, 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 and gather people together to kind of speak to these issues. And I think it really needs to start with the, with the rappers. Yeah, I, I agree with what, he's, what you're saying, but I feel like the younger rappers have to be willing to listen also, because I, I saw an interview with Ice-T talk about his, his relationship with Tupac and the gang culture in LA. Um, so, I mean, obviously, and unfortunately, he didn't really receive um, what Ice-T was trying to tell him all the way. So, you know, it, it's a two-way street. I, I agree, like, you know, the older generation and the rappers who already been through and survived what these young guys are going to end up going through. But, you know, they have to be willing to give them the advice, but the young rappers have to be willing to receive that, that, that same advice, you know. And I hear you guys, um, and, and I agree with Pete in the sense that, hey, younger rappers have to be receptive to their advice and whatnot. But where I disagree is any record label that has the nerve to take out an insurance claim on any of these rappers, they better do a symposium at the very least. Now, whether the young rapper receives it or not, that's up to them. But you offer the service you offer the information if, I, if you got the nerve to take out an insurance claim on somebody that's not in your family no no that's not acceptable no way nowhere else in america would that make sense except for the entertainment industry yeah. imagine somebody 
your boss coming to you and say, hey, I'm going to take a life insurance policy out on you, P. Yeah. No, I, I and then you ask him for what? And he said, <laughs> and, and he has the, the means to provide you with some advice so that he might not need that life insurance policy on you. Well, the labels, crazy. The, the labels would have to, you know, pay someone to give their advice. They don't, they, they, they're not going to give if you advice. If you can pay for my insurance policy, you can, you can pay for somebody to consult me. Yeah, you know. but I think, I think what, what P was saying was that, you know, that younger group would have to be receptive to that message was coming out. And as you can see, a lot of these kids coming up are from disjointed, disenfranchised gangs. They, the hierarchy, which were before, is no longer existed. You know what I mean? It's more so if you had Bloods, Crips, gangsta disciples, Black disciples, it, you had some sort of structure. Now it's just mainly blocks and what is going on. And there's pretty little to no respect for that elderly, you know, that elderly knowledge. Us, you know, for me to get in, you know, for me to get in line, I'm my own man. Nothing's going to tell me anything like that to that nature. You have to break through that, which is extremely difficult from the generation. I think that preceded them. This generation is a little bit tougher to get to because it just seems more, I could be independent at age, it's way pushed now, at age 14, 15 in some of these places. Yeah. And you can't tell me anything. So, I, I mean, that dynamic of finding that person to do that, which you know, I'm sure they've been trying in these different states. It's 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 not it's not easy at all. So, but again, we need effort. I, I totally understand that, but um, it's a, it, you're dealing with a different type of, for lack of a better term, a different type of beast now. Yeah, it, it's just that, like I said. I'm uncomfortable with any record label that has spent money and time and effort to get a life insurance policy on somebody and not get, spend that same type of effort to find a consultant. I don't care if they're not ready to receive the message. Deliver the message anyway. Sooner or later, it'll catch on. It's just like, hey, dealing with children, little kids. Yeah, they might not listen to you right in that moment, but Two hours later, they might say, oh, that's what daddy was talking about. Or, yeah. Oh, that's what mommy was talking about. Oh, you have to understand, mommy and daddy care about the children. That's I the mean, difference. Are y'all are, are separating the issues in the hip hop community with the issues in the black community in general? Are, no. are, we, saying like, are, we, are we just saying like symposiums are gonna solve the problems? Oh. What I'm saying is that hey, you give you give cats that are on the path of success. You tell them what success really means and what what the transition should be for their lifestyle. You're not the same guy we found on the block looking for a deal. You have the deal now. You have the money now. Your lifestyle should change. Some of your habits need to change. Or if you're going to go back to the hood, this is how you do it. You bring a security detail. Simple information like that. Now, that doesn't um, erase 
the issues that are going on in the community, that's a totally different subject in itself. But I'm saying, hey, for a record label that I'll spend money on an insurance policy on, on that rapper, you can't spend money to find a consultant for that rapper? I mean, it would, if you're saying it that way, then the record company, forget finding a consultant company, record company should provide them with security then, if, if that's the case. Even, Cut that. even better. Don't even <laughs> yeah. get a security company, just provide them with security. But, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to pretty much break down the fact of machismo. A lot of times having a security team around you in the eyes of these young kids, and I mean young kids in, from the age of 19 to 25, which we're seeing, or 19 to 30, which we have, it's a sign of being less than a man that you can't go into a regular place without each, I mean, you have to break that dynamic down first from a lot of these entertainers. So, and I'm just sticking strictly with rap. Like this could have happened to, I'm sure, the, and it does happen to R&B singers, any type of people, because they, you know, they're, I mean, movie stars are actually becoming victims now out there in, in California, but for rappers in general, you have to break that dynamic of saying, hey, it's nothing less of you to go with the security detail that I'm supplying you. I feel better that way. Nine times, I mean, I don't know. I can't give, I'm stop saying nine times out of 10. I just don't know if, Going into certain places, like say, if a home kind of I to go back into Mount Vernon, if I would say, I, I don't think I would need something like that. And, and you should have it. You should have security detail. What are you saying? I'm home. I don't want to come back to my hometown and show that I need security to return to my hometown. And that dynamic plays a part. And a lot of these rappers, they don't want to be seen like that. Let me ask you guys this. Do we think, is there a problem with hip hop in the sense that we're not able to separate the entertain entertainer from the source of entertainment. And what I mean by that is like Robert De Niro, he plays gangsters all the time. But there's no gangster approaching him like, oh, you think you're a gangster? As opposed to like uh PMB Rock or or uh, Nipsey Hustle, where hey, cats are approaching them like they testing them like, oh, you a gangster? I'm gonna treat you like a gangster or so, a rival gangster. So is, is there, uh, uh, you know, are we taking rappers too seriously, or is the the hood taking rappers too seriously in the sense that believing that oh they're the gangsters that they're rapping about and, and taking it to the next extreme? Opposite, actually, I think the generation which we love so much with Jay Z and Nas and everything when they painted those stories of what they would do and what they could do. For lack of a better term, now these rappers coming up were saying all the people that you love was 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 cat. You know what I'm saying? All that gun shooting, gun toting that they have, one person might have did, did, did that. These cats that are coming up now live this. Yeah. And when they're rapping it, it's coming out in their wax. So it's pretty much saying, no, that's nice that you guys are able to tell me these things, what I should and should be doing. But the stuff that you were saying in your raps, I actually did. So I think it's it's... It's a sad, sad state of affairs what today's rappers have to go through and the PTSD that they deal with. But who are, I mean, I, it's, it's just, it's, 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 it's weird. I mean, our generation, we love our music from the 90s and 2000s. But it's nothing compared to what we have now 
with the 18 to 30 year old range because they are actually living out their wax. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think a lot of times, like, you know, the, the stick up kids or whoever, I don't think they care. I just want that chain. I, I just I just want what you have. If you're fake or not, mm -hmm. you need to offer that. You know what I mean? I you we know Robert De Niro and Al Pacino are actors. But you know what I mean? Even I know that. But even to your point, P like the stick up kids. Like in in the in the nineties, the generation of rappers that I listen to, which like for example, um we heard of rappers getting robbed in the nine and mm -hmm. being able to walk away from the robbery. You know, we've heard of rappers being ex uh, escorted to the ATM so that they can pull out money. Right. And was able to walk away from it. Nowadays, it's like, hey, those stick-up kids, it's, it seems like they're shooting first and maybe they'll take your team afterwards if they can get away with it. You know, right. so where, where does that escalation come from? You know what I mean? Um, where, hey, it's not just about robbing someone. Because, hey, for PMV Rock, I'm sure they could have robbed him without killing him. Right. And it's like, it, it, it seems like it's more about killing these guys than actually taking their thing. Yeah, but my reputation is, me. I mean, you want to hear that? My reputation means more than your life. Hmm. You know, this is this is just what I do. You know, yeah. I mean, it might be hard to digest, but unfortunately, I get it. I it, really do. Yeah, it, it's horrible, but you know, the sick of it. Unfortunately, the one that mur that murders the person, you don't got to worry about that person coming back. It sounds horrible. I get it. You know, I get it. It sounds horrible, but you know, you don't really have to worry about get back. It's vicious, you know what I mean? I think generation is 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 a little bit more vicious than our generation, to be honest with you, as far as robbing and killing. Yeah, and I think there's more of a a realistic checkpoint list from now, becoming a rapper coming up now. Uh, you didn't need that before. People went on, I mean, straight hyperbole. Yeah, you do it. Coochie Rat, we thought, had maybe 48 guns when he when he walked around. You know what I mean? Right. I think of um, Fredrick Starr. All these people. Guns, 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 guns. Shooting, 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 shooting. They're actors. Um, Stand-up guys. You know, very rarely did you hear that the rap equated to the life. You know, you had a few where you said... You know, I know he's a rapper, but wow, he really, sh you know, shot people? Now, the rap, the prerequisites of you being a gangster rapper or a drill rapper, you yeah. have to have some type of file on you, some way, somehow. Yeah, and I, I, and I think the irony in this generation, the three top rappers are J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, um, and Drake, mm -hmm. who are the opposite of what we're talking about. So it's, it's very... Uh, odd to me that um, a lot of young rappers will take that route of, you know, the drill music or whatever, you know, just, the, you know, the gangster rap, whatever you want to call it, where the, the three biggest stars in the genre are not that. Because they're that middle. I think they're the tailwind of the old school rap that we like. They caught that and they still have some of that flavor. 
and they're still young enough to catch the young group. But I still believe those three, which you said, are now can be categorized as alt rap. To be to be fair, mm. <laughs> I mean, like I don't, I don't see. I speak to quite a few young kids. Mm-hmm. I don't see them saying like you know they'll, they'll say like yeah not nah. I mean Drake is cool and J Cole is cool and Kendrick is cool they'll say that it's cool mm-hmm. what I like but right. this but this you know what I'm saying so it's like they give that alt rap feel to these to this generation wow so let me let me ask you guys this it, it, I already probably know the answer right but um are there any answers to this um. So, situation um are there any solutions that we could put in place right now or that hip-hop could put in place or or try to um crusade toward to kind of slow down the violence in hip-hop somebody want to go what you think I, I I don't think there's just a one solution. Like you know what I mean. I don't I understand the question. Like I don't I don't think it's like just like one thing. You know what I mean. It, it, it's it's numerous things. It's you could say um, household, the father, the father and the mother in the household. You could say the radio um, playing playing these violent songs. The message, and not to say all these things are or the reason, you know what I mean? There's, there's just so many different variables. I don't think you could, it's, there's just one solution. Phil, any, any solutions? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, everything that Pete said, I mean, you could tap in from the entertainment side, from the other elderly hip hop, you know, have some type of fun where you're saying we're gonna pump money into the social economic standpoint in which these kids are growing up from, from birth. And said, they need to see it from birth that it's not, that tough because you're living in situations which are downright having the eight ball against them off top. So if you catch them from an early age and groom them, you have a chance. But even with so socioeconomics, uh, education, um, family structure being tight, um, um, good self-awareness of who they are and who they could become. If you put all that together and say, that's the basis, you still have, which Nas said at every given moment, you can go right for all those factors. But when Nas said that props is a true thug's wife, no matter wherever you get, I don't care wherever school or wherever you be, you're still gonna have someone who wants to show that they're the alpha male. And then you'll have the split ups. It's just to certain degrees in different places, whether it be um, low economic society, middle class or wealthy, you still have those factions to which there's an alpha male that stands out someone who doesn't like them, and then you have friction. It's just that depending on the money you have, you know, you're able to say, if you're wealthy, I can brush it off. He's an idiot. Middle class, you can say it's unfortunate, but it turns very violent when you don't have, you know, the economics to deal with, you know, the frustrations. So basically, we have to um, change the world. <laughs> change yeah. our communities. It you is, know what I mean? Absolutely. There's no other way. It has to be where you come you come up since birth, out the womb, and you're seeing something totally different from what you're given. I mean, and we have to, um, and our communities have to get better, you know, as far as supporting each other right. um, and and helping that to come about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So it's, it's not just the entertainment industry thing. 
No, 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 not at all. It's a, it's a, everybody thing. Everybody yeah. needs to get on board and be a part of the process. You know, it's just that, sad. That, rest in peace to all those that we lost. I mean, I mean, death just affects everyone um, in their family, not just, you know, their immediate. So my condolences to all who's lost their life to uh, no violence. Definitely. Hey, hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think. Um, what do you guys think could be possible solutions to the situation in hip hop? where we're losing young rappers way too soon. Um, hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, we're here on YouTube. And you can email us directly at weneedafifth at gmail.com. Um, fellas, um, not too far off base, within, within the same line, um, morality in sports. We've had a couple of um recent reports of bad conduct with um major league sports owners and hall of fame quarterbacks um let's talk about morality in sports and what do fans really want from their sports organizations from their sports leagues um with the nba we recently had um owner of the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury, Robert Sarver, he was handed a one-year suspension and a $10 million fine for uh, racist, misogynistic mm -hmm. um, remarks and acts. Um, a 40-page report. Um, I guess my first question is, do we think that the punishment was suitable. It, 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 was it enough? Well, that's that's no, <laughs> not at all. Um, that's that's the first part. Um, second part is what I want out of my franchise is electrify, electrifying fun at top entertainment without you being disparaging to females and other ethnic groups. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's much, but yeah, I just want you to run a business, have inclusion to the fullest degree because more means more money. And um, I don't have to deal with this in liking 18 because there are, I'm sure there are tons of people who, who love, you know, the Phoenix Suns at the Green Bay Packers and, and say to themselves, like, I don't want this stigma on me just for liking my team. You know what I mean? Because that's the equation that you have. I know <laughs> with me, whether support or not, and I did it at the time with Colin Kaepernick, it was like, you're, you're a Niner fan. You get a stigma with, if you're a Niner fan, you know, you support Colin Kaepernick, you know, mm -hmm. or you're in, in, in involved in that conflict. So now, if it's you're a Phoenix Suns fan, you support Robert Sarver. And I don't think that's the case. I mean, smart enough people will be able to say we can separate one from the other. But as a fan, you really just want that entertainment. You find it wise is so hard for the owner of my professional team to just not be that way. But 
he's that way because he has enough group in society that says, I love entertainment and that's what they're for, but I want Kona to be a reflection of me. So he's that way because he still has some sort of an audience to where this is fine. He's not the only one. This is an elite group you're talking about. I mean, when you're talking about billionaire status, I'm not above people. I'm above hundreds of millions of people. We're the elite and they have that feeling. So your feelings are hurt. I don't care. So what they need to do, what was it, what I thought and I, and which I think will be happening is that I think the wheels will be turning and then he will be ousted. I think before the season starts, I think he will be out. I didn't think that way a couple of days ago. I think he will be leaving. I know for me personally, I'm uncomfortable with his life and power outside of basketball. You talk about this is a man that's on, I think, the Phoenix um, Arizona's um, Police Diversity Committee. Right. <laughs> this is a man that I believe he owns a couple of banks. So I'm a little uncomfortable with him feeling the way he does and acting the way he does. And then he's in a position position of powers to affect people's lives in a real way. Whether that be the minority um, family coming in for a bank loan or a person of color dealing with the police department. He he sits on those boards and stuff. So that's what I'm kind of uncomfortable with. But at the same time, I realized that Adam Silver might be right in what he said in the sense that he can't take away his team. Um, One of the misconceptions that people have is that Adam Silver took away the Clippers from Donald Sterling. He didn't do that. Donald Sterling's wife took the Clippers away from Donald Sterling. Because Donald Sterling, he was suspended by the NBA. And at that time, Donald Sterling's wife took up ownership of the NBA. So that's why, hey, he was able to get ousted out of the NBA. No much, no fuss. Adam Silver didn't have to decide that. The Clippers organization as a corporation, they decided that and said, hey, we're going to sell. Do you and, think um, he should be ousted? Huh? Do you think he should be ousted as an owner? Who's, who's that, Robert Sarver? Um... It's not I think 18, so. I 18, think so. It's not two years. It's been 18 years that he's been yeah. that he's operating. So I, I, I think so. Um now I don't my thing is I don't know if the NBA has that power. And, well, they do um, because the owners can vote them out. And if they're both if, if if the owners don't get together and vote them out, that says a lot about the owners of the franchises that we support. Yeah. Yeah, like you were saying earlier, Hill, I think it's just we'll see how the other owners right. um, well, that's what it comes down feel, to. feel about what he said because at the end right. of the day, Adam Silver works for the owners. Right. He's an employee of the NBA. You know what I mean? He, he's, he's upper management, basically. So if the, so if the, if the owners want Robert Sarver out, he'll be out. 
Um, right now, I believe, I, I believe PayPal is pulling their it pulled it. endorsement until he's gone. It pulled it. So once these corporations decide to stop uh, doing business with the NBA, the owners will fill their pockets getting lighter, and he's out of here. Now, and that's what it's going to take, yeah. We, we would like for the owners to say he's out of here because of what he did and not because of, um, uh, not because of business, not because of the lack of revenue, the, the loss of revenue that will happen if all these major corporations stop doing business with the NBA. But, you know, so ultimately, you know, the way to get him out is for corporations not to uh, support the NBA because of this guy. It, here, here's what always makes me laugh is that this pretty much is open and shut click, open and shut case. He's a bad guy. We get together. We say, yeah, no, he needs to be ousted. Pretty simple, you would think. And I always think to myself, what would stop the other owners from ousting a misogynistic bigot? And because what like that? is that? That's my guy. But no. behind closed door, he's just like me. Exactly. And we're here for a reason. And Robert might be a number two on the Schofield, you know, on as a, uh, the Schofield level about how hot this could get. So if you're thinking like he's bad, wait till you do research or see some emails that I had. I don't want to have this a precedent for me to lose a multi-billion dollar, you know, company for the simple fact of I might have some skeletons in my closet. Well, that's the reason why I'm going to probably say, no, I don't think he should be ousted. But what does that say about this league? To me, it's clear. He said right. this 18 years, he should be gone. But if you don't do it, what does my owner have to hide? That's the way I look at it. If my owner of my team said, yes, I want him out, I'm fine. Right. But those that say no, I need to do more research into those organizations that say no. I mean, some really vile stuff has come out of Phoenix and has been coming out of Phoenix. Yeah, this story isn't actually, it's been at least two years. Operating like this for 18 years. I just think it came to a boil, you know, it came to a head just, you know, just now, but this has been going on. So, you know, what you're alluding to, Hill, yeah, if they've definitely been turning a blind eye to all of this, like you said, for 18 and And this is where we have to give the media its flowers because none of this would have been addressed if it hadn't been for uh, ESPN article about the Phoenix Suns in the past. So um, in that sense, hey, the media did its job in exposing something that a lot of people chose to just turn the other way and look the other way or sweep it under the rug, whichever um, thing you want to take. But um, this is where, hey, the media actually did its job. It did it what it was to now it's up to the players, to the corporations that support the NBA, to the fans that support the NBA, to take it the next step. Like you were saying, huh? Right. Yeah, no. And I guess the other one is just enough saying you guys even want to touch on the guy who, who took six million dollars to build the store of volleyball court. Is that even worth even going into about the morale? Let's go on the topic of scumbags. Can we go to another one? 
Brett Favre, your boy. Mr. Welfare? I can't even... I, I, if we were talking about this the other night, I, I, I just... I can't with this guy. Um, you're going to steal from welfare to get your daughter a better volleyball court at her college. At in Mississippi a, in State. Poor state. In a nation of poor state, which is pouring out black water out the faucet. There's and, so many other things that money could go to in that state, in Mississippi. And, and remind me again, is she an Olympic hopeful of some kind? Is she going to be a professional volleyball player of some kind? Wouldn't matter. What's going I was hearing that, but it wouldn't matter. Like it, it's he's literally robbing the poor and giving to the rich. <laughs> it's crazy. Along with my man Fred DiBiase. And uh, everybody has a and 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 sorry to say it, but this is an example of hey, white privilege, you know, like thinking that you can just do it just because. And, and it's like Nah, yeah. um, I, I I just can't get over this, man. Um, this is just but you, out of control. But 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 you tested though. You I mean you want to see how far, quote unquote, that privilege is though. You know what I mean? Like you want to see like I have text messages. That's a smoking gun. Voice messages. You know what I mean? A lot of yeah. Oh, had the nerve to ask the governor, can can the media find out about this? <laughs> that's the rights in this situation. And the simple fact of he wants it swept under the rug because he's saying, I'm paying everything back. The crime has been committed. You know what I mean? So, you know, the punitive damage, I'm fine because I think every penny should go back and should go to the rightful people who need that. Your state is broke, poor uneducated, sick, dying of COVID, have some of the worst numbers. <laughs> and and yet you, you feel like paying back pays your penance. Yet, no, it does to a point because you need to give all the money back. But you need to understand that this is wrong, so therefore jail time should follow. And to be clear, I, I, I believe he only paid portions of that back um, yeah, he's paying. So, I, I, no, he's paying. I think paid a million. Yeah, stole six though. No, I get it. Still like five, five short. I, 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 I totally get it. Where? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're seeing the fact of COVID funds and welfare funds being misused. Um, this seems like this was. <laughs> co-conspirated by the ex-governor from the top down, which means Mississippi has a lot more problems. And hopefully it'll get by it, which is bigger than actually Brett Favre. Um, this is DOJ type stuff. And hopefully, you know, I mean, lengthy sentences that are handed down because that's what you need. You need harsh punishment to deter... See the inside of a jail cell. No, you need harsh punishment to de to deter this. I mean that that's the reason for it. So, yeah. we'll see. Um, hey, let us know what you guys think. Um, 
is there moral morality in sports? Um, how do you want your your teams to be um, when it comes to these questions of morality? Um, hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, YouTube, uh, or email us directly at we need a fifth at gmail.com. Fellas, fellas, fellas. I know y'all y'all was checking the WNBA the other night. I know that because I told y'all game three was gonna be a bar burger. And it was. The Connecticut Sun said, no, we will not go quietly into that good night. We will not be sweat like Kevin Durant and them. We're going to take this to game four, at least. Mm. You want elite? Um, Miss Thomas from the Connecticut Sun had the first triple-double in the finals in the WNBA championship final. Fellas, what's up? Aja Wilson, she's balling. Chelsea Gray is balling. Kelsey Plum is balling. Well, Where Kelsey Plum that? started. I know y'all, y'all watching this with me. I know y'all watching this, right? To be fair, to be fair, I watch pieces of it. But Kelsey Plum was struggling until Aja Wilson, lack of a better term, was saying like, okay. And, and that's why Aja Wilson is, is, is the MVP and right. defensive player of the year. Averaging 2010 for the last five. You know what I'm saying? She's balling. She's, she's the truth. <coughs> Kelsey need to be consistent and close this game out over here in Uncasville. If I'd have known about it, it's a good chance I would have went to it tomorrow. But it's late, so I won't be able to make it. But I mean, that's in our backyard right here. So, I mean, I have Vegas closing this out, even though they got blown out. But I got them winning game four. And as someone that watched the game, Carlos, I got my eyes on you guys. I watched the game. It felt a lot closer than the score would indicate. Twenty-some points. No, they Wait. they did that in the, like the last five minutes. Of okay. As they, it was single digit lead with like seven, eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? So after the, they just blew it up. But um, I'm really excited about this in finals. Right? I like these two teams. I think it's. I honestly think it's going to go, go five. Vegas has a heck of a big three, though. Yeah, and, and, but Connecticut finally has kept has a really good team, and they play solid defense. Um, where I think they get hung up sometimes is sometimes they go through scoring droughts um, where <laughs> they can't buy a bucket. Whereas Vegas, hey, the question you have about Vegas is not about them scoring; it's about them being. It was Vegas that closed the Sue Bird chapter, right? Yes. Yes. And swept the Mercury. Uh, yes, sir. Oof. Yes, sir. I mean, <laughs> Get you out of here. Yeah, no, that's the names that they done retired. And home. Get them out of here. Um, another thing. Are you guys going to be watching game four tomorrow? Yes, I will. I will. P, I, 
I see a funny look. I don't I don't hear answer though. I'm not speaking Chinese on this, bro. Probably not. Probably yeah, not. I'm oh. definitely there. I mean there's no man. Definitely you don't watch like basketball anymore. What's yeah, I don't watch Nothing comes on tomorrow except football. I love basketball. I mean football's the <laughs> only thing that's gonna be football's the only thing that's gonna keep me away from watching the WNBA and yeah, the WNBA is gonna win over NFL. You're one of a million, Hill. I, I so, yeah, appreciate your sarcasm, Hill. There's a good chance that I might get it on a tweet, put it that way. <laughs> I mean, they only, they only, they only schedule game four. All right, here's what you do. And, and I'll try to help the WNBA this way. If you're going to make it on Sunday, make it between the times of either. Nine and Don't eleven guy, when I'm asleep, or one in the morning to three in the morning when football is done. Um, moving right along. Okay. Okay, <laughs> talk to you guys. Um, NBA. Sure. We got a new basketball Hall of Fame class induction. Um, last about a week and a half ago. Uh -oh. Um, congratulations to the new class, uh, which included Mono Ginobili, Tim Hardaway, Swain Cass, Bob Huggins, George Paul, Lindsey Whalen. Um, I think I'm missing a couple. All those people were part of that class. Um, I guess the first question is. Is the, the Hall of Fame too easy to get into? Yes. And, <laughs> and oh. if so, and if so, should the criteria for the Hall of, Basketball Hall of Fame be changed? What should it be changed? Um, definitely, definitely criteria should be changed. I mean, <laughs> I have, I mean, we'll agree to disagree on these, I'm sure, who got inducted. But we have to come up with a criteria which makes this elite. And 17 and 8 is now the bar for elite, right? According to the Hall of Fame, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you can find it. I'm just 17 yep. and 8, no chips, no outstanding attributes. You're in. I mean, that's what we're doing. He did a crossover. <laughs> No, but but was he on that team with um Dwayne Wade and Shaq? In spirit, no. I, no. I think he in spirit, yes. Physical, no more. He doesn't have no, he has no hardware, none. No, you thinking? The, I think you think of the Alonzo Mourning era. Okay. <laughs> um, he was with Rick Smith. No, was so he? Let, let me ask you guys: Do you think? Part of the criteria for getting into the Hall of Fame should be. Um, Is kidding you? What you say? No, I think P said, "Am I kidding him?" Wow. Do you think you have to be a champion in order to be in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, I, I think even the, I think in. In my not so humble opinion, the Hall of Fame's already messed up. So, 
because even if you change the criteria now, there's people that's been grandfathered in that's already, you know, it's over. I, I truly feel like I eliminate half of the Hall of Fame and be okay with it. All right, then let me ask, maybe I need to ask a different question. What is the Hall of Fame getting wrong? What on, you know. They're making it too easy to get in. Are they voting, in my opinion, voting the wrong people in? That just, that, that's it. Like, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't want to, you know, people just got in, it's a great moment, you know, but I, I just feel like, we'll put it this way, when you think Magic, Burr, Jordan, and Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you think this, now name off the play, the people who just got in. It's like a whole different stratosphere. Right. And I don't think that there should be levels in it either to do it. I think you should just be there somewhere or not, period. I mean, the game is the game. It is, period. You're just not that good. You're not in. I mean, we'll remember you as, yo, that's Tim Hardaway. He he looks like Tim Hardaway. Like, that should be a compliment. Yeah, and and I was... Oh, I was a Tim Hardaway fan. I'm glad he got in, actually. I don't think he should have got in, but I'm glad he got in. I'm just a Tim Hardaway fan because I've seen people worse than him get in. The bar has been lo- right lower. Like, well, if, if so-and-so got in, I know Tim Hardaway is better than so-and-so. I think they wanted Lethal Weapon in. Right? Right? That, that, I don't think either, none of them should be. When you don't have an argument here, but I, I, I get it. They wanted all three of them in there. Well, you know, Ballin had the St. John's run. He had the Dream Team run. So that's pretty much why he got in. I think Mitch might have 20,000 points. So Joe, John- but Joe Johnson and Tom Jameson, you got a shot. You got a shot. Uh, no. So they, got, they scored 20,000, Hill. They scored as many points as Mitch Richmond. That's all I'm saying. I mean, one of the criteria for me is four teams. I think that should be a limitation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Shaq kills that. LeBron kills that. Um, Trying to think. Are those the two that stick out. Yeah, yeah. Shaq and LeBron is pretty much right. But four teams, all time, right, should be the max. Barkley came close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I'll leave it at four. Um, wow, that's going to take some sitting down. and, and But I just know that the criteria would allow me to say that Mitch would not. I mean, Mitch. We'll keep it to people that's right now. Tim Hardaway is not a Hall of Famer. Going by me. My subjectivity is not a Hall of Famer. He's a really good player with I loved watching him. That should be fine. But Hall of Fame, no, I don't see Tim Hardaway on the same lines I do as a a Kobe Bryant. You know what I mean? Ginobili's a funny one. Ginobili's a funny one. And do I on the lines of Kobe Bryant? No, I do not. However, international impact got to count for something. One yeah, or two. Beat I mean, Bill Bradley, Bill Bradley and him, the only ones to do it with Euro ball, NBA champion, 
and Olympic champion. I mean, he squeezes in for me to be a Hall of Famer. I have no issue with him going in there. Swing and, and Lindsay, uh, no doubt if you check the accolades, they're no no brainers from college to to pros. Four times, three times, two times in college, um, all twenty five, all fifty um, top um, WNBA careers. No brainers. I leave coaching alone. I don't really know how to evaluate coaching if you haven't won. That seems longevity wise. I'll agree with you all on that. I go with wins with coaches and championships. Yeah. You don't just mean you stayed around long enough to accumulate. That's not good enough for me. So I need hard yeah. with Bobby Huggins. I wouldn't have put him in there. You would have been right. Get no argument here. Right. So, but. but And I wouldn't, and to be honest, I probably wouldn't have put George Paul in either. No. Like, especially considering the talent that he's had to coach, and you ain't got no hardware, I'm good. Like, besides the women, Cash and um, Whalen, which I, you know, first, and if you say they're, I wouldn't put none of them. Wouldn't put none of the guys in. I, I never, I never looked at Manuel, Manuel as a top ten player in the NBA, ever. Uh, no. That's because he wasn't. No. It, it doesn't uh, make sense. And and picking up on that, right? Do you guys think that we possibly need two different basketball Hall of Fames? One for basketball in general, and one for the NBA. Um. I, I feel that would make the NBA's Hall of Fame more exclusive. Mm-hmm. I want right? to be able to, actually. But, you know. I, I, I think that's what might be needed, to be honest. But I feel, um, would, I feel that would get messed up, too, though. Yeah. If you look at the top 75, they'll mess that up, too. Correct. Because I could take probably a good 25 people off that list. Yeah. I so, agree. You know, I, I, I have a high standard. I was, you know, I started watching basketball in the Magic Bird era. So, you know, to me, that's, that's the bar. As much as we complain about these Hall of Fames, you got to start thinking of some criteria for them. In order to affect change. Oh, I, you know, I, 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 I've given up on the whole of fame. I think it's a joke. <laughs> I don't care nothing about it. Like somebody yeah. tells me, someone says a whole of fame, but that, that means nothing to me. It's over. Like it's not prestigious to me at all. Yeah, the chance, if you hear me going to Springfield, Mass, yes, so I'm going to the casino. Yeah, if we started a We Need a Fifth Hall of Fame, I, I feel like I would recognize that more than the actual Hall of Fame. And I'm not yeah. even joking. Dead series. You might have a good maybe 30, 35 plays. Exactly. Hey, maybe we need to get that done. So it works. Hey, hey. hey guys, let us know what you think. Um, do you think the Hall of Fame, basketball hall of fame is a little bit too easy to get into? Do you think we need two different Hall of Fames? One for general basketball skill that considers your whole career, or and in addition to that, an uh, NBA Hall of Fame, where it just considers your NBA um, professional career. Um, hit us up on social media. 
um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, or you can email us directly at we need the fifth at gmail.com. Fellas, what's on the radar? Uh, uh, all right, I'll say for me, I'll make you quick. Michael Myers, last one. Halloween is coming out in October, so y'all know how I am. Yeah, take over. Dude. Wow. <laughs> this, this is the fifth last one. Wow. <laughs> this this is like the, the hundredth last one, yo. Like, yo. I'm there for it too, though. I ain't hold you. My man's no. coming back adding feel. I'm hearing this last time. Just say no, yo. yo. Uh, Just I'm say happy. no, man. I'm for that. <laughs> Just say no, man. Oh, man. I don't feel you for Boba Fett and all this Star Wars stuff. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's why you don't kill me. He said, "Don't come for Michael." I had to feel at least I can legit, legitimately. Oh there are people who have psychotic means, and they'll pick, they pick up a knife and they kill their family. That is true. I can't go into Third Earth and tell me that people would <laughs> and they're slashing people. That takes a lot more imagination for me child, to think of that. I never saw a lifesaver in my life. Okay, wow. I love Star Wars bastion. We will, we will not tolerate yeah, any Star Wars bastion on this show. It, especially oh, yeah. in defense of a, 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 a franchise that should have been over like two decades ago. Yoda. Whoa, okay. Enough with no Yoda slander. Absolutely what, what, what's on your radar, Pete? Forget this uh, guy over here. Mute this guy over here. There are. Uh, the redeemed, um, the redeemed team documentary coming on Netflix. Um, that that looks interesting. Um, you know, contrary to popular belief, there was, you know, it wasn't just LeBron, Wade, and Melo on that team. I believe Tim Duncan, AI was on that team also. I was taking away. Take a hit for that. Absolutely, they were there. Um, it's yeah, it just looks it looks like a really interesting documentary. Um, you know, obviously, the the recruitment of Kobe um, from Coach K that that's going to be like a, it seems like going to be a big topic on the, on the documentary as as we all know, you know the impact that he made um, on USA basketball in two thousand eight. So yeah, I'm there for that. The Redeem Team documentary coming soon on Netflix. Yeah, um, I'm couple things on my radar. Uh, first, Viola Davis. Um, she has a new movie out, The Woman King. I'm there for that. Um, I'm gonna try to check that sometime this weekend. Um, also, um, the Dean Team um, series on Netflix, like he was saying. Also, uh, a new Netflix um, series, The Brave Ones, is a, uh, it's like a, a South African um, fantasy series. And I'm checking that out. So yeah. Yeah. Anything else on the on the radar, fellas? Uh, at all. Just you know, thank you for everybody's support. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. You know, you see you see growth every week in the in the followers and you know, subscribers. So you know, thank you. We appreciate it. Word, man. Like, comment, mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely. Um, hey. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure that you um, hit the notification button so that you, you're always up to date when new segments come out. And we want to hear from you guys. Um, hit us up um, directly at, at our Gmail at we need the fifth at gmail.com. Um, 
We want to hear from you guys. We want to possibly invite you onto the show to um, talk sports and entertainment with us. And um, tell us. Another one in the bag. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. We're out of here. Uh, we need a fifth family. Y'all be safe.